Welcome back to DCOM Colon Collected. I'm Kelly. And I am Elizabeth. And this week we watched Miracle in Lane 2, starring the incomparable Frankie Muniz. Yes. <laughs> so this is based on a true story about a kid named Justin Yoder. And um, it's a kid who had spina bifida and um, something Hy- else. Hydrocephalus? I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, something else. I didn't really know much about that, but I've heard of spina bifida before. Do you have any of the other, like, actors and actresses? I have a lot. Over? I have a lot to go yeah. through. <laughs> okay, well, obviously starting with uh, America's sweetheart, Frankie Muniz. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know him, <laughs> go away. I don't know who you are. But uh, he was in such hits like Big Fat Liar, Agent Cody Banks, Agent Cody Banks 2, uh, the zebra in Racing Stripes. He was the voice. Um, he was in the early episodes of The Fairly Odd Parents, Chester McBad Bat. Um, I know this because Butch Hartman, the creator of Fairly Odd Parents, is my new favorite YouTube channel, and he talks about that a lot. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle, obviously. Um, that one episode of Criminal Minds that kind of freaked me out. <laughs> he played, like, the actual killer, but it was, like, in a way where, like, he wouldn't seem like a killer. It kind of freaked me out. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, he was also loved- oh, oh, sorry, he was also ahead. in two Sharknado movies, and <laughs> most recently he's striving to be Lizzo's bitch, and I hope he achieves it. Oh, me too. Um, I think everyone loved Frankie Muniz as a child. Everyone our age, at least. And I have a he was fun like the story. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I have a fun story about Frankie Muniz. I can't speak. So. I loved Agent Cody Banks. I thought it was the I greatest this movie story. I had ever seen. <laughs> and my dad was going to take me and my brothers to go see Agent Cody Banks 2 in the theater. And I was so excited. So I'm so excited. I get into my dad's car like 15 minutes before we were leaving. It wasn't like the middle of summer or winter. It was like fine temperature outside for me to do that. But I was so excited. I was like waiting in the car, ready to go. And I was so excited that I ended up throwing up because I made myself so anxious. I threw up in my dad's car. And so first of all, they had to like clean that up. And then I didn't get to go because I was sick because I threw up. It's the power of Frankie Muniz. Truly. I honestly don't know if I've ever seen Agent Cody Banks 2 because I didn't go see it in theaters. So that's all. That's all I have on him. All all about Frankie Muniz. Mm -hmm. Um, So going toward lesser known characters. Um, his, uh, the woman who plays his mom, her name is Molly Hagen. She's Addie Singer's mom in Unfabulous. Um, Detective Scully from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in this movie again. I kept writing Scully. I didn't remember it. I don't know his name is either. Um, okay. And then I found so many people who were in episodes of Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is my favorite television show of all time. So I recognized a lot of them. So first of all, Tuck Watkins plays Pistol Pete. You know, Pistol Pete, I'm Pistol Pete, I'm voting for Leslie Nope as a slam dunk. That Pistol Pete. <laughs> um, uh, there was this other lady, she played the cabbage lady in that episode whenever that one guy was trying to use strippers to sell chard at the farmer's market. <laughs> um, and then there's this guy named um, Ricky Rick Fitz, and he's like one of those people who's been in like everything you've ever seen. Um, he was a physician in Parks and Rec uh, in that episode whenever April and Andy decided to do all the doctor's appointments in one day. He was also in Friends, Sister, Sister, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, You Lucky Dog, which I don't remember, um, and then other things I've seen, Home Improvement and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and this other guy named Jim Jansen. He's also been in, like, everything you've ever seen. He was, like, the local reverend in Gilmore Girls. 
He was also in an episode of Parks and Rec, but I I actually didn't remember who he was. Oh. Uh, he was in How I Met Your Mother, Veronica Mars. I don't remember who he was. Uh, the Office, I don't remember who he was in that either. But, like, I know I've definitely seen this guy. He was in Sweet Love, Zach and Cody, uh, Home Improvement, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and Boy Meets World. Uh, we also have... So, um, I think this is the guy who plays uh, Frankie Muniz's dad. He was Donnie Darko's dad. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lanny from Lizzie McGuire made a brief appear- appearance. The kid who... Do- Matt's friend who doesn't talk. Huh. No, I know who Lanny is. I didn't know who he played in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then again, even Steven's dad shows up. Yeah. He was, yeah. <laughs> um, also, the brother, so uh, Seth, I didn't write down his real name, but the brother in the movie was in Brink, because the entire time I was like, why does he look so familiar? And I tried to, like, make myself think of it. Whenever I looked at his IMDb page, it was just from Brink. And then um, the, like, pediatrician or whatever that we meet later, I don't remember what her name was, she was in Seventh Heaven, so someone was in Seventh Heaven. She was also Arlene in Horse Sense, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why she looked familiar. I guess I missed that. Yeah. Um, okay, so the movie starts uh, panning over a house in a suburb, and it says, immediately, inspired by the life of Justin Yoder. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see these kids playing basketball in the driveway, um, and then we look inside, and there are literally thousands of sports trophies in this child's bedroom. I don't think... This kid is only, like, 15. I feel like it's not possible to have that many sports trophies. There's trophies all over the wall. And we see this little kid, like, well, this kid looking out the window, watching the kids play basketball. And then we have a voiceover. And he's saying that, you know, I should be happy because I do have a, a lot going for me. My dad loves me and he works two jobs to provide for me and mom and my brother. And then I said, mom, it's Addie Singer's mom. <laughs> um, and then... It's like, I got a mom who's very protective, but, yeah. like, really cool, and we, we she's, like, yelling on the phone, being like, just because my kid's different doesn't mean he can't play, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, he lives in a good town with friendly neighbors, but one exception, old man Vic, who hates children and probably eats them, and then we see him yelling at the kids who are outside playing basketball. Uh, he also has um, an older brother named Seth, who is good at everything he does. Um, and then we learned that that day, so it's this boy, um, the older brother, Seth, and the two parents, Mm -hmm. and they're going to a funeral for their great uncle that they don't know. Um, and then this is where we see Justin, who is Frankie Munez, in a wheelchair, and that he hates being called special, which I don't agree with, I don't disagree with him. Well, yeah, because he said, the quote he said is, if Seth is perfect, then I'm special, which is my least favorite word. It's how people say they don't expect much from a kid in a wheelchair. I, I mean, I, are people with, like, physical disabilities called special? Because I know, like, obviously, like, there's special, like, education and, like, people with mental disabilities. I think it just depends. I mean, I don't know. I think it's personal for people with disabilities what they want to, like, be called and what their preferences are, but, yeah. Um, so then, (laughs) immediately, Justin, like, imagines this, like... Like, talking to God, basically. There's a lot of these, like, dream sequences where it's just, like, Justin's imagination taking off that we see. So, um, he, yeah, he starts talking to God, who is this mechanic. He imagines God as this professional race car driver. Who Who he he, loves. He has a poster of him in his wall. Um, so he's like, I'm, like, God, what's wrong? I'm 12, and I've already had 24 major surgeries. I want a miracle. I want to be fixed. Um, And God says, I don't make mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) It's what Lady Gaga said. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and then mom like calls him like out of his daydream like it's ready it's time to go yeah but then as he as he's leaving their parents are like oh seth you can stay home <laughs> yeah and justin's like if seth gets to stay home i don't have to go but then at the funeral we see that justin is there yeah that's so unfair <laughs> <laughs> so they're at the funeral oh i meant to look up the priest from that because that he looked really familiar. that was the reverend from the gilmore girls he's like been in like everything okay, that's probably what i remember him from okay. um okay well i want to point out that justin he's like in his wheelchair and he's just like sitting in the aisle my church growing up had handicapped pews. I don't know about your church. No, I don't think that ours did. Oh, okay. Ours well, I guess it's not as common as I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> I think it just depends. Um, but during the funeral, the priest or reverend or whoever is giving a speech about his great uncle and what a great man he was. He was a loving father and brother and son and all this stuff. And Justin starts wondering what would people say at his funeral because he feels like he hasn't gotten to live a lot of life yet or whatever. So he starts daydreaming this. And in the daydream, the reverend just starts saying, like, Justin was 10 years old. He was 12. He was 12 years old. And he was a kid. <laughs> and then somebody's, I don't know. And then he imagines that they're like, Justin he, had a wheelchair. Well, he, like, pops out of the casket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, for real? Like, you gotta, like, have more. And then, the, then he's like... Oh, he had a wheelchair. And then he starts, like, describing the wheelchair. Like, yeah, and chrome finishing. <laughs> yeah, and as he describes it, the wheelchair, like, pops up from behind the coffin and, like... With, like, a chorus. Yeah. And, and like, everyone lights. in the audience is interested now because yeah. they're talking about the wheelchair. And and then he says, hey, what about me? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I'm more than just a wheelchair, you dumbs. Right, but it turns out he said that in real life, not just in yeah. <laughs> So then we cut to um, Seth has this championship soccer game that he has to go to. And they're running late. Yeah, dad can't go because he has to work. Like you said before, he works two jobs. He's a professor and then he also like paints houses on the side. Um, Seth blames Justin for dad not being able to go, but Justin doesn't really understand why. Well, yeah, he's just like, thanks a lot, Justin. He's like, what did I do? Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to the game, and Mom and Justin are cheering on Seth from the sidelines. Very supportive. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth ends up scoring the winning goal, and Justin is like, oh, this is the best part. After, like, Seth wins and he's a big hero, he'll take me for a victory lap around the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Seth's, like, girlfriend comes over and congratulates him before Seth gets across the field to Justin. And he never gets his victory lap around the field. He doesn't. Ugh, so then again, women. Justin says, hey, what about me? Yeah. Um, so after that, they do a little award ceremony, and Seth wins the MVP trophy. Justin is really proud, uh, but he also looks a little sad. He the um, soccer coach mentions that Seth is like a star, like MVP, just like his dad was. Yeah. Um, and so then that night, he looks at the trophy that uh, Seth got, and he talks about just wanting to be the guy who gets the trophy. Well, he also looks at the, like, literal thousands of fucking trophies. It's not literally okay. thousands. <laughs> Hundreds, probably. Hundreds of trophies. I always thought, like, that was intimidating whenever, like, go to other people's houses and they had, like, so many trophies on their, like, shelf or something. Yeah. So I only had, like, I don't know, two. Yeah, I had, like, three, maybe, my entire life, so... <laughs> Yeah, so he's talking about how he just wants a trophy. Uh, he, at this point, he starts talking about uh, what he has, or, like, why he's in a wheelchair. Um, he, well, he says that he, like, never really had a chance to, like, win a trophy, because he's, like, pretty much been in a hospital, and, like, in and out of a hospital throughout his entire life. So then, like, we cut to breakfast, and, like, he's still narrating, like, wondering, um, 
if he'll have enough time to win a trophy. And then he says, I have hydrocephalus, which means spinal fluid builds up in my head, and uh, there's a shunt there, and one shunt malfunction, and it's over if they can't make it to the ER in time. And I was like, I've never seen this before. I was like, holy fucking shit. Well, and when he says that, he said, and if they don't get to the ER in time, and then they crack an egg into yeah. the can, like, this is your brain on drugs type shit. And then he's like, it's over for me. Um, and so at breakfast, uh, Justin is, like, thinking, he's, like, deep in thought, and he has, like, his hand on his head. And so his family's like, hey, like, are you okay? And he's like, oh, it's fine, I just have a headache. And so the whole family loses their shit, and they're all, like, running around. Somebody's like, are you calling 911? Do you have the bag? Like, grabbing the bag, yeah. Yeah, like, Seth, He's Bobby, trying to be like, dad. wait, 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 but no one's saying anything. Yeah, and then no whenever... one's listening to him, because they're all, like, running around, like, oh my god, we gotta get to the hospital. Whenever he finally said something, he's like, it's not, like, that kind of headache. I've just been thinking too much. Yeah, and they're all just <laughs> like oh <laughs> um so outside justin um rolls along uh seth and his friends who are like throwing a baseball and one of them's like throwing newspapers i guess on his paper route mm-hmm. um and justin is like again narrating thinking to himself how would he win this trophy and the friend who's throwing papers just throws this newspaper at a tree so all the papers like go flying and this flyer lands in justin's lap that says little league signups and he's like, this is it. I can be in Little League. Like, they don't run that much. <laughs> yeah, and so then he, like, he has a little fantasy about, like, catching the game-winning ball. Well, the ball gets hit and then freezes midair right <laughs> over him until he has time to, like, get out his glove and Yeah, and well, he has to, like, go to where it is. Yeah. And then he catches the ball. And so that's what he's thinking about. And the announcer in the stage dream goes, just like his dad, just like his brother. Yeah. Um, so then they start, like, rolling away, and there's still papers everywhere. They did not clean up those papers. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, I guess that they're passing Old Man Vic's house, because they start talking about the rumors about like, him. Like, oh, he eats children. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then, I don't know how it comes up, but Justin's like, hey, I'm gonna play baseball. And yeah, Justin's like, hey, like, look at this flyer. Um... I need you to help me to, like, try and convince mom and dad to well, Yeah, and whenever he says, I'm going to play baseball, Seth's friends laugh, and they're yeah. just like, how are you going to play baseball? And Fuck so, off. Yeah, and so Seth sticks up for him, and he's like, hey, like, he'll do what he wants to do or whatever. And so Seth, like, makes sure that he's sure that he wants to play baseball because it's going to be, like, a battle. It's really competitive. Well, and he's also saying, like, it's going to be hard to convince mom and dad, and then you're going to have to, like, try and, like, get it going or whatever. Right. So. so later that night at dinner, um, mom made this dinner, but like, it's disgusting and stuff. It's like, this is inedible and <laughs> dad's not really saying anything. But then <laughs> little Frankie Muniz is so cute. He's just like, mmm, I love this dinner. <laughs> and then mom is like, see, like, can't you be more appreciative? And then Seth is like, he's just trying to, like, kiss up. He wants to play Little League. Yeah, so much for, like, trying to help his brother. Yeah, just, so like, Seth, pulls, out. Seth pulls out this flyer, and the parents are like, mmm, I don't know. And then Justin, like, pulls the disability card. He's yeah. like, but all my friends are signing up, and I, I just want to, like, have fun and be normal. <laughs> yeah, and so then we go to a fantasy of a courtroom, which happens multiple times in this yeah. movie. Seth so, is the judge. Yeah. Um, Dad is the prosecutor, Mom is defense, and Justin is the plaintiff. So Mom is on his side because, like he said before, Mom is, like, grizzly bear and will, like, do everything in her power to make sure Justin can do what he wants to do without any limitations. Right. Um, Um, And so Dad has less hope for Justin than Mom does. He thinks that um, he just, like, may not be able to do everything. And Mom believes in him, like, without a doubt that he should be able to do whatever. Um, And so... 
mom ends up winning the, yeah, court, we don't, the court case. It doesn't ever, like, get settled. It's just in the car, mom and Justin are singing, take me out to the ball game. It's so cute. <laughs> Little Frankie Muniz is so cute. <laughs> As they drive to the baseball field. And Justin has this, like, giant blue Slurpee. Yeah, well, and Seth's in the car, too, just, like, sitting in the front seat, not enjoying this time. <laughs> Yeah, so they go up to, like, the Little League sign-up guy, and he immediately says no. Um, And they're like, an injury to Justin, like, might shut down the whole league. There's insurance. It's not fair to the other kids, which sets Mom off. And she's like... Well, Coach is like, we can put him on the special team. And Mom is like, no. Like, that's that's not where he belongs. Yeah. Yeah, so Mom goes off, and she's like, this isn't fair to the other kids. You know, it's not fucking fair. My son is in a wheelchair and wants to play baseball. Well, yeah, and the entire time, the coach is just like, it's a, it's a liability, and she's like, we'll sign waivers, and he's like, well, what if, blah, 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 and she's like, has something to say for everything he says, and the coach just, like, isn't giving in, and so mom is finally like, you know what, like, if Justin, if Justin can't play, then Seth isn't gonna play either, and coach is like, hey, 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 Seth is, like, our biggest player, like, we need him, and mom's like, I know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, so then she's like, you know what, Justin can play, Justin, tell him how in T-ball you, you hit a home run. So Justin, like, slowly, like, rolls his chair up, and then he's, like, about to talk, and then he ends up throwing up his blue Slurpee all over the Little League sign-up guy. I wrote down that it looks like Nickelodeon green slime. (laughs) Yeah, well, it definitely doesn't look like throw-up. It just looks like it was, like, in his mouth, and then he spit it back out. Yeah. Which, like, is fine. I don't want anything more. (laughs) Right. Um, After that... Seth is upset because he Yeah, has, they're, like, driving back in the car. Yeah, and then Seth is like, Justin is either peeing his pants or puking on things. And Justin's like, hello? Like, I'm in the car still. And yeah, and Mom is, like, trying to defend him. And we learn that, like, because of uh, Justin's... Um, medical bills. Medical... Well, Justin's medical issues, he doesn't have... Um, he can't really control his bladder sometimes, and his gag reflex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so then Seth is, Seth says he's angry that Dad misses his games to pay um, medical bills and that he doesn't want Justin at his game. So that's why Seth got mad earlier, because the reason Dad misses all these games is because he has to go and paint houses in order to pay off all these medical bills for Justin. Because the American insurance system is fucked up. It's true. Uh, yeah, and then Seth is like, I don't want Justin at my games anymore. Yeah, and so at this point, Justin feels extra rejected because, like, all he ever wants to do is, like, support his brother. He's so supportive, even though he's, like, yeah. kind of jealous and, like, sad that he can't do that, too. But he's never, like, outward about it. And, like, ugh, it's kind of sad. So then he has this fantasy with God again. And God gives him a pep talk. And he says, you know, maybe you're not cut out for baseball, but maybe something better will come. And so Justin decides that maybe he'll be good at chess. Yeah, so outside, Justin tells Seth his plan for chess. Dad grabs Seth, and they leave, and Justin's like, Mom, like, where are they going? And Mom tells Justin that they're going to the doctor. And Justin's like, but, like, we saw the doctor last week. Like, he had a checkup last week. And Mom's like, eh, it's more of a weekly appointment thing. And then just kind of changes the subject, and they leave. Yeah. Um, so Mom drops Justin off at this, like, chess tournament. Um, the sign-up lady assumes Justin is 10, and he's like... Well, if you think I'm 10, then I might be able to, like, beat these little kids and get a trophy. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, I'm 10. (laughs) So he lies and says he's 10. 
So, we, that's, whenever... Yeah, that's who he's playing. Yeah, he's playing Lanny in chess. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna beat this kid so bad. And Lanny ends up winning. And he's like, oh, well, I didn't get my trophy. Yeah, but at the same, like, place where the chess meet is happening, there's also a car show going on. And he, see, he sees old man Vic and his, like, really nice car. And he goes up to one of the people at the car show. And he's like, hey, like, isn't that a really nice car that, like, Vic has? And they're like, yeah, it's a really nice car. But this is, like, a people vote to win thing. And he'll never win because he's not very personable. Because he's just, like, sitting there really grumpy the entire time. And, like, little kids try and touch the car. And he's like, hey, hey, get off of there or whatever. So Justin is like... I see an opportunity for a trophy. So he goes over and he... (laughs) He's like, like, who's gonna not donate to a kid in a wheelchair? Exactly. He knows what he's doing. So he takes the box and all of a sudden these people start walking up and putting dollars in. And he starts talking to Vic and Vic's like, well, what's in this for you? And he's like, I want the trophy. And Vic's like, I don't need your pity votes. And he takes the box away and immediately people stop voting (laughs) for him. And so Vic is like... Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, so they end up winning, and uh, they agree that the trophy will be engraved with Justin's name, and it'll be mailed within a week. Mm-hmm. So for five days, Justin watches Vic get his mail from across the street, and there's still no trophy. Um, Justin notices, he, like, starts taking notice of Seth's, like, multiple doctor's appointments as he's watching, like, Seth and Dad leave again, and he's like, uh, I gotta do some snooping, because, like, they're not telling me the truth, so what's going on here? Yeah. So he goes into his parents' room, and he looks through, like, drawers and cabinets, um, for, like, a note or a doctor's bill or something, and he ends up finding this strawberry massage oil that looks like they bought it from Claire's. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, and then he just makes, like, a passing comment about, like, why would they have that? And then he just, like, moves along. <laughs> and then he finds the pl- he finds somebody's planner, and it has, like, a phone number for the doctor's office. So he calls the doctor's office, and he asks what kind of doctor they are. And he doesn't say anything, but he's just like, ugh, so Seth isn't as perfect as I thought. Yeah, so next we cut to Justin at, like, his, his um, physical doctor. For a checkup, he's doing good. Um, and at the same time, we cut back home. Uh, Vic pulls up to um, the the Yoder house. Uh, Seth is playing basketball in the driveway. And he's like, hey, like I'm looking for your brother. Is he here? And he's like, no, he's not here. And he's like, oh, well, I have this package, but I'll give it to him later. Mm-hmm. Um, so right after that, Mom and Justin pull in. And Justin is like, oh, like was that like old man Vic? And he starts like asking Seth questions. Um, and then Justin just goes over to Vic's house, and he, like, tries to call for him, and he can't, like, go up to the door because there's, like, steps there. Uh, he doesn't get any response. He starts, like, throwing a rock at the door. There's still no response. He's like, I gotta get my fucking trophy. It's very important to him. So um, he goes around to the back where there's a garage, and he sees that, like, the car isn't there, and he starts kind of looking around, and he sees this box that's, like, up on top of a shelf, and it's, like, a big box, and it says something about, like, metal inside or something, and he's like, Metal? Trophies are made out of metal. That must be my trophy. I also want to point out that he also saw a Bobby Wade poster, so. Oh, yeah. That's going to come up later. So, um, he goes and he grabs, like, a broom, and he, like, goes over to try and get the box off the top shelf, and as he's doing this, he ends up knocking over the entire shelf, and it ends up landing on the car, and it wasn't his trophy in there after all. And then the car ends up rolling back, like, into more, like, metal trash bins. So he imagines court again. It's mom and dad versus him. (laughs) 
Um, the jury of par- like the jury's made up of like multiple of his parents, and they find him guilty, and he's sentenced sentenced to like being in a dungeon and torture on the rack and burnt at the stake, and no trophy. And he's like, no trophy. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> the only thing he cares about. Uh, but in real life, he was actually sentenced to working for Vic until he paid off the damages. Mm-hmm. So he. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's working for Vic, and as uh, Vic tells him, like, do this, do this, do this, do this, he's like, what's in that, like, shed over there? And Vic is like, it's right, keep out. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, if you tell a 12-year-old, like, don't go in there, and you don't tell them anything about it, they're going to be super curious. Right. So, briefly, we cut to uh, back at home, mom and dad are talking, and mom is wondering if she's, like, pushing Justin too hard to participate with other kids and to live up to her expectations. Well, yeah, and she wonders if, like... Justin actually wants to do these th- these things, or if he's that just she doing like it. fights for him to do. Yeah, that or if he's just doing it because she's like he knows that it's a struggle for her to like get him to be able to do it or whatever. Yeah. So uh, later that day, Justin is like finished with his with his work with Vic, and he's like, "Oh, like, do you want me to clean up that shed?" And Vic's like, "Nah, you're done for the day." Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, and then later that night, Justin and Seth uh, share a room, mm-hmm. and Justin's like, what, "What do you think is in that shed?" Like, he's got to be hiding something, and Seth is like, whatever, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so then he imagines, like, asking God, why do, why am I working for Vic? Um, well, at this point, God is like, you know, moody people are always praying about petty things, and they're so <laughs> stupid or whatever. And so then after that, Justin asks if there's a plan. Um, yeah, he asks, like, if there's a plan at all, if there's a reason why he's working for Vic. And then the clock wakes him up before he gets an answer. Um, and so, early in the morning, he's working at Vic's. Vic brings him a snack, and he's saying, like, oh, it's a hot day. Like, here's this. And he says, you know, you're a hard worker. And then he's like, I didn't expect that. And he asks him why he's in a wheelchair. Uh, and he asks, like, oh, it's not cerebral palsy, is it? Like, I knew someone who had cerebral palsy. And so, Justin explains, no, he has spina bifida. And he kind of explains it a little bit. And I think I knew a girl with, like, spina bifida and hydrocephalus. I think think that's what her condition was because like throughout grade school like I always knew that like she was like not like contagious but like she was sick she wasn't in a wheelchair but she did have like a lot of medical issues and then in fifth grade she had like legit brain surgery mm-hmm. so I just wanted to bring that up I was like oh like I think that's what she had <laughs> yeah I've heard of it before I don't know all the details of it but he- also while they're talking um Vic is like I guess it's hard being stuck in that wheelchair all day and uh, Justin goes, I don't know, what's it like walking all day? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so then he explains that whole die if this shunt doesn't work in his head. Yeah, and, and like, asks if he's scared, and then he makes up this, like, deep little speech about, He says, like, I take an existential point of view that life and death are just arbitrary states of being. And Vic is like, what? He's <laughs> and like, he's like, I memorized that once because I get asked so often. Yeah. <laughs> and Vic is like, ah, you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, at this point, Vic is like, hey, you know, I have some errands to run. Uh, is it okay if I just, like, leave you alone to do your tasks for a while? And Justin is like, yeah, that's totally fine. And so for a while, Justin really is just, like, doing the tasks that Vic told him to do. And then he looks over and sees the shed, and he's like, this is my opportunity. If you had one chance, would you let it slip? <laughs> would you take it? So. One chance. <laughs> one opportunity. <laughs> 
so then he goes over to the shed and he like kind of like rubs this dirt over the window and he looks inside and what does he see? Motherfucking trophies. So you know he's asking about. It's like this is my dream, man. What is going on? Yeah. So he goes inside and he looks at the trophies and they're all first place soapbox derby trophies to Rebecca Souter. Souter is Vic's last name. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees a picture of Vic and this little girl and then also like of this little girl and a woman. Um, he turns on this, like, old film footage of the little girl, like, winning the soapbox race. Um, and while he's watching this, Vic finds him and gets very mad yeah. and yells at him to leave. Yeah, he tells him to get out and stay off of his property. Yeah, so at dinner, Justin's like, you know what we should do? We should take turns talking about our day. <laughs> Justin is apparently very good at buttering his parents up. Yeah, so his parents are just like, oh, well, because his mom's a realtor. She's like, well, I showed a house today. And dad's like, oh, we're working on this project at the university. And Justin's like, I want to talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, I want to race soapbox derbies. And the family agrees, like, without fighting it at all. Yeah, like, no question. But then they're like, hey, like, where'd you get that idea or whatever? And he's like, hey, you know, I think Vic knows about soapbox derbies. And, and he's like, like, um, no, he doesn't. <laughs> well, and they're like, hey, like, we should ask him. It'd be a lot of help to have someone to, like, help us get into this or whatever. And so Justin is like, oh, no. I was just, like, now. super mad at me. <laughs> yeah. And so... Oh, oh, at this part I said the parents are constantly making weird sexual innuendos for no reason. Oh, yeah. what did I say? They it's because dinner. mom says, you know what I'm in the mood for? Strawberries. And then Seth goes, why are they going to their bedroom to eat strawberries? Like referencing the massage oil. And then Justin goes, you don't want to know. It's why? weird. <laughs> this is a Disney movie. This is a decom. With their Claire's strawberry massage. It was like literally written in like Curl's MT. <laughs> it's not necessary. Um, um, so we see Seth taking this medicine before bed. Yeah, some, like, stomach pain reliever Yeah, stuff. he's like, Justin is like, why do you keep getting stomach aches? And Seth's just like, pressure for things like baseball. And Justin's like, baseball gives you pressure? And Seth is like, no, things like baseball. And he's like, like what? And Seth's like, none of your business! Yeah, and turns the light off, and that's it. Yeah, so the next morning, Justin, um, wants to bring cookies over to Vic, and Mom is like, hey, like, there's no pressure to do soapbox derby, but Justin completely ignores her. Yeah. Uh, so Justin, uh, rolls up to Vic and apologizes, and he's like, I made you these cookies, I'm sorry about what happened, but, so Vic accepts the apology and the cookies, and he's like, I want you to teach me about soapbox derby, and Vic is like, no. Yeah. But leaves the cookies. Yeah, and Justin begs him because he's like, I just want to be good at something. Yeah, he pulls a disability card again. He's like, I've, like, never been, like, been able to do anything my whole life. And Vic is like, eh, well, maybe. Yeah, so Vic says he'll think about it, but he's worried. But is worried? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so then uh, Vic, Justin, Seth, and Dad go to a local soapbox derby race. Um, Seth is not impressed. And Vic is, like, explaining how it works because Vic... Uh, basically promise, like, I'll get you started, but I'm not gonna help. Well, yeah, and the entire time Seth is, like, talking about how easy it must be, he's like, oh, you just, like, get in it. You don't have to do anything. And they're like, no, it's all about the searing and blah, 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 blah. And they talk about, like, how much a person has to weigh in the car and how it can only be, like, this certain amount of weight and you have to, like, position the weights in the car a certain way to have, like, a good speed and all this stuff. Yeah, Seth literally, literally tries to make fun of it with Dad. He's like, look at these losers. And Dad's like, this is gonna be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, well, and while this is happening, Justin goes up 
up to some uh, soapbox derby and it has like flames on it and he thinks that's cool. And there's some girl like working on it and he like tries to go introduce himself and she's like, I can't talk to the competition. And he's like, I'm not the competition yet. And then he's just like, hey, like, do you have any advice? And she's like, don't get matched up against me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Um, so then Justin's like, oh, like, I'm ex- Justin goes up to Vic, and he's like, I'm excited for you to help me win. And Vic is like, uh-uh, I got you started. I can't go any further. I can't do this again. Yeah. And Justin immediately is like, is this about your daughter? And, because, you know, he's like a 12-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And Vic immediately shuts down. He's like, no, I can't help. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> so... so then- Later on, we cut to Dad and Justin struggling while trying to build the it's racer. It's like this little, like, montage of them building their racer. Yeah, and so um, Vic is at his home watching home videos again. It's really um, sad. Yeah, <laughs> and later again, we cut back to Justin and Dad working, and Vic comes over to return the cookie tin. And as he's doing that, they're like, hey, like, we're working on the racer if you well, want to help Well, they're, they're, like, working on the racer, and he's like, well, no, no, that's they wrong. they invite him to help, and he's like, no, I can't. And as, so they're like, oh, okay, and they, like, start working again, and as that happens, he's, like, looking over the shoulders, and he's like, no, 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 you can't do that, you can't do that. And <laughs> Honestly, so, same. <laughs> yeah, he gets sucked into it. Uh, yeah, so Seth, uh, what, they're, like, out in the garage, Seth watches them, and then he goes inside, and then, like, angrily spreads peanut butter on bread, and he's like, oh, so, like, dad doesn't have to, like, do painting jobs anymore, he can spend time with Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still misses my games. Yeah. And mom is like, you know, like, it's Justin's turn, it's Justin's, Justin's turn to shine, and we don't really need, and, like, it doesn't matter if you win, we just want him to have fun. Well, yeah, and she's just saying that, like, he wants a thing, and they want to support him, um, and they're like, we support you, and, like, you always win, and this isn't, like, the same for him, like you were saying. Right. And so Seth was like, well, what happens if he loses? And mom's like, it's not about him winning, it's about him having fun. And so Seth is, like, not really pleased with this answer. Because he just doesn't really, like, understand it entirely. So then, yeah. later on, Dad asks Seth for help on breaking Justin... On, on creating the break for oh. Justin. <laughs> breaking Justin's car. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, so, in the soapbox derby cars, there's only um, foot brakes, which obviously Justin can't use because he can't move his legs. So he's like, I just need to figure out, like, how to, um, uh, like, be able for Justin to be able to break this break this car mm-hmm. um and Seth is like oh like are you coming to my baseball game today like it's, it's a big one um and dad's like hold on I'll I'll catch up I'm like kind of like working on this right yeah, now but he promises he's like yeah I promise I'll be there I just need to like work on this a little bit and so even later on like mom comes in and she's like hey like make sure or whatever and dad's like yeah like I promise I'll be there whatever and so they go off to the game and the game the batting practice is starting and mom is like cheering like a maniac and Seth, or Justin is like, hey, you're kind of embarrassing. And she's like, I have to cheer for two people. <laughs> so the this uh, whole time, Dad is still at home. And then he finally gets him to the car. And as he's, like, going to put down the emergency brake, he realizes Eureka! it's a handbrake. And he's like, <laughs> a handbrake. And so he, uh, we cut back to the game. And Seth is doing really well. And Dad isn't there. And then we finally get Dad going over to the fields as the lights are turning off. Well, we see, uh, before that, we see Dad working with Vic. Oh, on yeah, yeah. and on the break and Vic goes I call this the Justin break yeah um so yeah so then dad finally gets to the field but the entire game is over and the family is gone and the so, lights are being turned off while when he gets there yeah and at this point dad like realizes what he's done he realizes that he made this promise and he didn't keep it and he wasn't there yeah so he goes back home uh mom is angry and he's like by the way like he pitched a no hitter and you missed it yeah um he goes out to see seth in the garage seth is like looking at the car 
Um, and dad tells him, he's like, I know it's hard being the brother of a kid in a wheelchair. Well, yeah, he says, I don't know what's harder, being a kid in a wheelchair or being his brother. Um, yeah, and, starts... and dad, dad said he felt like whenever Justin was born, uh, or before Justin was born, he imagined, like, teaching his kids, like, doing all the things he did as a kid. Like, he, like, mentioned before, he was a big athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever Justin was born, he said he felt guilty that he wasn't able to cheer for both of his sons in sports, so he just decided not to cheer at all. Yeah, well, and during this entire time, he never, like, actually apologizes for, like, not being at the yeah. game, <laughs> and he just gives us, like, which, like, I understand there's stuff going on, but, like, that's not, that's not an excuse. Yeah, and Seth is just basically, like, you miss my games because of Justin. And well, then yeah, and so he, at this point, he, like, tries to go and touch Seth, but as he does this, Seth, like, flinches away and, like, walks away, um, yeah, he said, you missed the, my game because of Justin, like, as always, and then he walks away. Yeah, so then we cut to uh, Dad and Mom and Vic and Justin practicing uh, their soapbox in the street. Yeah, uh, this is the first time that they're, like, ever practicing it at yeah. all. So Justin's in the car, and he looks really nervous. And um, at this point, he isn't great at steering, and he's too scared to brake, and so he ends up crashing into a tree. Well, it's not really that he's not good. It's that the car well, won't work. Well, we don't know that yet. Oh. But yeah. So they keep telling him, like, what to do, and he's, like, trying to, but it's, like, not working. And then they're like, okay, break, and he gets too scared, and he, like, doesn't end up, like, breaking in time. He crashes into a tree. Um, I literally gasped at this point. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so um, after they get him out, Vic looks at the car, and he says that the wires got crossed, and that, like, whenever he was trying to go right, it was going left, and then whenever he was trying to go left, it was going right. And so Justin immediately blames Seth for messing with the steer- steering wheel, and Seth denies it and says he doesn't need to cheat for Justin to lose. Uh, Justin calls him crazy for seeing a therapist, so he's like, yeah, I know you see a shrink, and, like, all of Seth's friends are, like, here right now while he does that, and Seth just gets mad, and he pushes him, and he's like, I wish that you were normal so I could just beat you up like a normal brother would, and then he says, I go to therapy because of you, um, for once, well, I yeah, well, be Seth is like, we can't go on vacations, we're broke, and I go to therapy all because of you, and then I, I wrote down the quotes after this, he says, I'm sick of all the hassle, and I'm sick of you, so Justin goes, so get a lobotomy, and then Seth goes, I hate you, I wish you were dead, and I just want to say, the acting from Frankie Muniz in this scene is so good, <laughs> I'm like a Frankie Muniz stand. <laughs> yeah, well, as he says, I hate you, I wish you were dead, he runs away, um, and then Justin kind of does, like, a little voiceover of, like, oh, God, now he's never going to talk to me again. And then he tries to talk to God, but apparently God is ignoring him, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then we cut to um, a soapbox race. Uh, Vic and Mom are uh, uh, cheering him on. Oh, or- well, no, no, no. So whenever we first get to the race, Justin also talks about how he feels ec- extra guilty about what happened because Dad was the one who accidentally crossed the wire. So it wasn't um. Seth to begin with. Yeah, so they're at the soapbox race. Vic and Mom are with Justin, like, at the starting line. Dad cheers him on from the sidelines, and Seth just kind of, like, watches grumpily. Um, just, they uh, start the race, and they're going down, and Justin is like, oh, like, I'm so scared, I'm so scared, I can't do this, I can't do this. But then, like, the more he's, like, doing it, the more he's like, oh, like, I can do this, I can do this. And he doesn't end up winning, but he did finish, and everyone is so proud of him for finishing. Yeah, like, he did, he did it, he didn't crash, it was, like, a big thing. And so, while this is happening, Seth sees that his parents are, like, so proud of Justin just, like, doing this and competing, and he didn't even win. And we can see that he's, like, very jealous of this. 
Yeah, and then we see um, a montage of more races. Everyone is cheering him on. Seth is not happy, and Justin is, like, moving up throughout yeah, the season. he's getting better and better. Um, and so Seth has to go to all of these, but he, like, reads. Yeah, he's, like, reading in the state. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we cut to the last race of the season. It's... Uh, he still doesn't have a trophy. He makes sure yeah. we know that. Yeah, and if he wins this, then he qualifies for nationals. Mm -hmm. uh, Mom is, like, trying to prepare Dad for the reality of losing. He's like, it's okay if he loses. Like, there's always next season, and I want him to want to be here next season. Yeah, she just doesn't want either of them to get their hopes up too high because, like, it's awesome, like, how much they've grown and been able to do this thing and enjoy it for yeah. so long. Yeah, and Justin's like, this, this is it. Like, this is the day. But... I have a massive headache. The bad kind. <laughs> yeah. And so he's, like, sitting in the car. He's already, like, in his car, and they're all, like, talking to him. They're like, hey, are you doing okay? Like, all this stuff. And he's just sitting there. He's talking about, like, this horrible headache. And the Narrating. entire time. Yeah. The entire time, he's just, like, he's just thinking about the trophy. And he's like, he's like the trophy. Yeah, the he's trophy. like, I, I just, during these times, I just need to focus on something. So, literally, he's sitting in the car, and he's going, trophy trophy over and over again and uh, so the race starts and he's like doing fine i mean not fine but he just keeps saying trophy you can tell that he's in pain and then his vision starts to like go in and out that's like the way that they shot it and then he like passes out and so he ends up like running into these hay bales because he's not steering because he's passed out and so everyone like goes and runs over to him including seth and they rush him to the hospital um, so at the hospital, mom and dad are sitting there, Vic's there, and Seth, and Seth is, like, sitting there praying, because he realizes that, like, the last thing he said to his brother was that he wished right. he was dead. <laughs> um, and so the doctor comes out, and they say they got there just in time, uh, Justin's gonna be fine. Doctor says he doesn't know why he ignored the signs of the malfunction. Yeah, he's, like, if he, like, he's been, this has been happening his whole life, like, he should know, yeah. like, what the warning signs are, and I, and we don't know why he would ignore this. Yeah. Um... So, uh, Justin wakes up and sees God. Like, his image of God as a yeah. race He's like, that's it, I'm dead. And he goes, God? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then God is like, oh no, I'm just Bobby Wade. I'm just the race car yeah, driver. Yeah, it's the real race car driver. Yeah, he's actually like, there. Hey, like, my friend Vic called me up and said that I had a big fan in the hospital and I wanted to come by and stop and see ya. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, like, you got any tips? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> oh, Bobby really Wade <laughs> asked Justin for tips. And so Justin gives him some steering tips because that's, like, what the big thing in Derby is. And um, he's just like, you want to hold the wheel like you're shaking someone's hand. Don't <laughs> yeah, so he grabs the bedpan and he's yeah. like, like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Bobby Wade ends up taking the be the bedpan and that's that. <laughs> yeah, so then we cut back home. Um, the Soapbox Derby calls and it's, like, on the answering machine. And Seth is home and he hears this and picks up. I'm not going to explain how, like, answering machines work if you don't know. I'm, you're stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, so Seth picks it up, like, in the middle of the message. And he's like, oh, like, hey, like, I'm here. I'm like, oh, like, we have some news for Justin Yoder. Mm -hmm. And then we cut back to the hospital. And Justin, his parents come into Justin's room. And his parents tell him, like, well, you probably didn't win, considering Yeah, he's you. like, what happened with the race? Like, what yeah. happened? And they're, like, and they're like, you didn't win. You didn't finish the race or whatever. Um, and they're like, if you're to race again, number one, safety comes first, and it's only if you want to. And I'm honestly surprised they weren't, like, more, like, um, uh, punishing. Well, I mean, but they, they're very, like, you need to tell us when you have these headaches. Like, you know that this is literally life or death. It's not yeah. about a trophy, Justin. <laughs> but it was, it was just like, 
you gotta tell us, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that they're trying not to be, like, too, like, condescending to him, because he is 12 years old. But, yeah. Like, and it also can't be, like, too scary. Like, this is a kid's movie. Yeah. <laughs> they can't be like, you are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Justin mentions, he was like, oh, like, Bobby Wade was just here. And the parents are like, see, this is why we're worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like, believe him. Yeah. <laughs> so mom and dad end up bringing Justin home. Um, they're like, oh, like, anything happened while they were, while we were gone to Seth? And Seth, Seth is like, no, there's no messages. And then they play the answering machine, and they can hear the beginning of the message of the soapbox derby calling for Justin. Mm-hmm. And Seth is like, oh, like, they, they just wanted to wish him well. But then he ends up admitting that the kid who beat Justin had to drop out of the race, and he's going, and Justin is going to take his place at Nationals. Mm-hmm. So everyone is cheering, everyone is so happy. And Seth is angry, and he's like, you're going to let him race again? And he storms off. Yeah. So, like, at this point, we, like, sort well, of... And he also says, am I the only one who cares? Who's afraid he's... Oh, wait, sorry, that's later, my bad. Yeah, well, because I was going to say, like, whenever we see, like, Seth getting mad, and, like, before he says anything about, like, not, um, like, giving him the message, we think it's because he's, like, jealous of the limelight. Yeah. But after he goes off to his room, and Dad is like, hey, like, what's going on? He, um, he's like, am I the only one who's worried that, like, Justin is gonna die? Like, he crashed, Mm -hmm. and he was so, this is the closest he's ever ever been to dying. And we kind of, we kind of, um, learned that Seth is sort of in, like, a constant worry for Justin. Yeah. And that's, like, one of the reasons why he's in therapy, basically. Well, yeah, and And that's, (laughs) like, one of the reasons why a lot of times it comes out as jealousy, but, like, it's not really jealousy. Like, a lot of it is He's just so scared. Yeah, he's just nervous. Especially, yeah, well, I mean, like, even as, like, a kid, like, obviously, like, parents aren't going to tell you everything that's going on. Yeah. So, like, even if, like, something's, like, totally fine, you might not see it that way. Well, and he's also the older brother, so he probably does know, like, more than Justin does, maybe, because... Yeah, like, like, I... I remember whenever, um, like, my sister broke her arm, and she had to have just, like, this, like, minor surgery or whatever, mm-hmm. but my parents were just like, she's gonna have surgery, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and, they, and then my mom was just like, it's just, like, a literal tiny incision they have to knock her out for, and I'm like, oh, why am I so worried? <laughs> also, at this point of the movie, I wrote, why am I crying? Because I started tearing up. But yeah, because <laughs> Seth is, like, sitting on the bed, like, crying about this, and so he's like, yeah, he says, am I the only one who cares? Like, am I the only one who's afraid he's gonna die? And dad says, like, that's why we want him to do this. Like, everyone deserves to be able to, like, live their life and, like, do right. what they want to do. And so uh, Seth talks about how he's had this fear for so long and, like, he's had it the entire time that Justin's been alive because, like, he, that's his brother and he doesn't want yeah. him to die, obviously. <laughs> um, and so the next morning, Vic pulls up in his, like, nice car. The car, well, because earlier in the movie, Justin's like, why, because it's the car that he showed at the car show. And Justin's yeah. like, why don't you, like, drive this car? And he's like, oh, it's too nice. I don't want kids, like, wrecking it and stuff. And potholes and dirt and all this stuff. Yeah, so he pulls up in his Corvette, and he's like, Justin, like, you want to drive in, like, my cool Corvette up to Ohio? Well, they live in Indiana, which I later learned. Yeah. Um, He's like, you want to drive to Ohio in my cool Corvette? So in the car, like, on the highway, uh, Vic reveals that the racer in his shed was his daughter's before she died. It was a swimming accident, and his da- his wife died a year later from a broken heart. And then Vic says, he's like, I wanted to die too, but I didn't have the courage. And I'm like, oh my god! Oh, I did not hear that part. <laughs> yeah, they said that. It was a Disney Channel movie. Wow, yeah. Um, and he's basically like, so then I just, like, 
kept it all inside and I kept myself inside and then he's like and that was really until I met you Justin you inspired me to like keep going and like you only live life once you like do all these things like when you don't let anything get in your way and like you don't complain at all and he's like well if you can do this I can do this mm-hmm. and like I was like it's a very like watered down version of like depression and inspiration because it obviously like doesn't just like well yeah and he just kind of, like, thanks him for, like, helping him to start living again. Because yeah. Because, like, for so long, he was just, like, holed up, like you said. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So then we get to the competition, and we see Bill Gutman. And this <laughs> the Detective Scully! Yeah! <laughs> and so He's he, the dad of the three-time champion. Yeah, so if he has a kid in the race, then, like, this just got a lot harder for Justin to win. Yeah, they pull out um, Justin's new racer called the Just-In-Time. Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, dad wants Justin to be realistic about maybe losing after that conversation that, like, he and mom had. And so, uh, Justin does a practice heat, and he does really, really well. It's the fastest time of the day, and they're all, like, super excited. While this is happening, Gutman, um, Gutman's daughter is the girl from earlier, and the dad is like, isn't that kid, like, crippled or something? And the girl, like, sticks up for him, and she's like, hey, we don't say that. She's like, it's a physical disability. Yeah, she's like, no. Good for her. Yeah, so after... Um, like Justin and his family are all doing something else. Gutman looks into Justin's car, and you can't do that in roller derby or in uh, boxcar derbies because, like I said earlier, like the way that the weights are distributed tells you like what's going to happen. Basically, like it helps you a lot, and so he knows that he's not supposed to do that. It's like cheating, basically, to look into where the weights are in somebody else's car. They mentioned that like earlier, so it's not a good thing. Um, but he looks in the car and he's like, "Hmm, interesting." Yeah. Well, and he also sees a handbrake, I think. It's never yeah, well, we, right we, said, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then that night, they go, and they're dropping golf balls onto, like, the racetrack to see, like, where they go to, like, Yeah, they're, like, which lane is best. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's lane two. <laughs> they're really doing the most. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, the next day, the next morning at the hotel, um, the family watches Bobby Wade on TV, like, at a NASCAR race, and, like, the TV interviewer is interviewing well, Bobby Wade. Well, first Seth is like, oh, like, is he going to talk about you? Remember when you met Bobby Wade? And he's like, I met Bobby Wade, I swear. Yeah, and then Bobby Wade is like, oh, like, I uh, learned this tip from my friend. And then he pulls out the bedpan yeah. out of his car. And he's like, you got to steer like you're shaking a hand. And he's like, this one's for you, Justin. He's like, this is for my friend, Justin Yoder. <laughs> and yeah. Seth is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin's like, yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> Little Frankie Muniz, like, nodding his head like he does. <laughs> right. So, um, that night, someone knocks on their, like, hotel door. Well, not that night. Like, two minutes later. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, somebody knocks on their hotel door, and it's, like, one of the people from the competition, and he's like, hey, so I've just been informed that there's a handbrake in Justin's car, and handbrakes aren't allowed. And so, mom is like, hey... Uh, my son can't use a foot brake, so he has to use a handbrake. And dad starts talking about, like, it doesn't give you any, any benefit. Like, you don't break until after the race is already over. Yeah. Like, all it's doing is letting him compete. Yeah, and, like, and the guy's like, mm, well, um, take it to the rules committee. He's like, I'll tell them that, but they're going to have to vote. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah, so everyone's getting ready to leave, and Seth stays back because he has a stomach ache. And, um... Justin is like, I just wanted to know for once what it feels like to be you before they left. Yeah. Because they're, like, kind of, like, down in their hopes right now. Yeah. So then we got to the family pleading their case to the committee. And literally, it's all old men. 
Uh, everyone is about to oppose when Seth walks in and he's like, I took a media class <laughs> and I called all these journalists and TV reporters. And he's like, do you want to like be known for denying a kid with disability the chance to race? Yeah, he's basically like, I have just caused, caused you the biggest PR nightmare you yeah. could ever dreamed of. <laughs> and so they have to let him compete. Yeah. We love that for Seth. We love that. Love that. Elizabeth and I both were like, I was a communications major. She was a PR major. So. I know, know all about we, that. We know this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we uh, begin the races. Justin wins his first race. And then we see a big montage of the ne- of the rest of them. There's like 24 throughout the day. Yeah. And we see Justin, like, moving up through the ranks, and he makes it to the finals. Mm -hmm. And in the finals, he has to race against the girl, Scully's daughter, the three-time champion. Yeah. Or her name's Teresa. We finally learn. Yeah. So Justin goes up to her, and he's like, hey, you want a cookie? Yeah. And she's like, no, I have to watch my weight or something. And he's like, why? And she's like, my weight distribution for my car. And he's like, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm gonna eat a cookie anyway. <laughs> and then dad, and then Scully calls her over. He's like, don't fraternize with the competition. Yeah. Uh, so before the final race, um, Justin is like ready, like in his car. Seth goes over and he's like, hey, listen, like I know you say you look up to me and you think I'm perfect, but you are the most amazing person I've ever known. Like you never complained about anything at, through everything you have to go through. And he says, win or lose, you are my hero. And I started tearing up again. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, they're brothers! Sports movies, they really get ya. <laughs> um, so, they start the race, and Teresa gets the lead at first. Uh, Justin realizes, like, as he's, he's like, racing, narrating. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, this all started out because I wanted a trophy. But I later realized that, like, I love this sport, and I'm having a good time. Like, win or lose, I'm gonna have fun. And he's, he's like, like, after Seth's words, I don't, who needs that? Like, I got those words for my brother. Who needs a trophy? And then he's like, but also I want the trophy. Yeah. So then, <laughs> he is 12. <laughs> so he starts steering harder, and who knows? Justin wins! Justin wins! All, all the children of the soapbox derby come over to congratulate him. Yeah. Um, the family starts cheering. Everyone is so happy. Um, he, during, like, the awards or whatever, um, they, like, give him his trophy. And Justin, like, calls his whole family up on stage. So it's not just, like, a him thing. Um, and then, like, even, like, Scully and Teresa, like, start to cheer for him. Like, yeah, okay, this is good. They turned, they turned <laughs> around. They had a change of heart. Yeah. So, so then, that uh, night, Dad and Seth are playing basketball outside, and Justin is watching from the window, this time, like, happy for both of them. Yeah. And so it's, like, a good thing, because Dad has solved his internal conflict of, I can't cheer for one of my sons. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he admires, Justin admires his new trophy on his shelf. Mm-hmm. He um, talks to God again, and he's like, you know, remember when I asked you, like, what is this plan of me working with Vic for? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, thanks for that plan. Right. And then he goes, can I ask you one question? And he's like, when people get to heaven, are they perfect? And God says yes, and he opens this door, and he shows him all these angels in wheelchairs. Yeah, they're, like, they're perfect. They have, like, wings. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like... And then Justin goes, yeah, they are perfect. Yeah. Ah, my heart. <laughs> yeah. So at the end, we have a little bit of, like, information about what happened, um, like, because this is based on a true story. So because of Justin's success, the National Service Club has pledged to help disabled, economically um, disabled and economically disadvantaged children compete. 
The break that lets these kids complete the handbrake is called the Justin break. And it's the break that, like, they did invent for him. And it says that Justin was the first derby driver with a disability to drive alone, uh, but he won't be the last. Ah! How fun. Um, I looked up I looked it up on Wikipedia and it said that he was Mennonite. I know. Okay, I saw that, but there's like no basis on that. And I tried but to do it's, more research. Well there's different things that me- it's not the Amish kind. Yeah, well, I mean Mennonite and Amish are different because at least like I guess the really strict ones, they're like very similar to the Amish, but they will use like modern day appliances as the Amish don't. Yeah, but he's obviously not like the Amish Mennonite. Like, well, yeah, but I don't know if he's actually Mennonite at all. It's just on the Wikipedia page. I don't know. I, I found a different article. Of, it was, okay, so it was really weird. It was like this page that someone had made and it was like an HTML like web page that still <laughs> exists. And apparently they like interviewed him and like the family about it. And so the whole, like the way that this movie got made was because somebody like one of the producers or writers or something of this movie went to church with them and yeah. they, that's how they like met them and they're like hey like can we tell the story we think it would be really cool and so they did this interview with the people and they were asking like you know like what did you think about having this be a story and seth especially was like uh i was like kind of uncomfortable with how like honest it was for like some of the parts oh. so but no but like he thinks it's a good thing but he was just okay. like worried about it or whatever and then they talked about, like, oh, like, did you get to meet the actors that played your characters? And so <laughs> Justin was like, yeah. And he was like, Frankie Muniz was really quiet. And then they were like, but the kid who played Seth, he was a Christian. So we clicked immediately. <laughs> literally said that in, like, the little story that I read. And there's, like, pictures of, like, the... Damn, like, Frankie. Yeah, of, like, the actual Justin and, like, the actual Seth. And then there was this really cute thing that was, like, apparently during shooting, like, the family was there some of the mm-hmm. times or something. And so... They said, one night, Frankie Muniz came to their door, and he was, it was, like, 2 a.m. or something, and he was like, I'm bored. And they're like, okay. So they played spoons <laughs> with, like, shampoo bottles at the hotel for, like, hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, that is my dream. Frankie <laughs> Muniz, if you want to play spoons, we're available. <laughs> I'm not good, but I will play anyway. <laughs> we have real spoons. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this, this is an all-call to Frankie Muniz. You are always welcome at our house to play spoons. Please. Message us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bring Will Fradel. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how accurate that... I don't know if that interview was even real, because like I said, it was just like a random HTML page. didn't say like who it was by or anything, but I'm going to pretend like it is. Because well, I, I still want Frankie Muniz to come play spoons with us. I agree. <laughs> so yeah, that was Miracle in Lane 2. Um, this movie inspired me to start making a list of all of the DCOM sports movies. Yeah. So I started with like just the ones that we've done because obviously there's going to be a lot more. Mm-hmm. So um, how, how many have we done? Like 20? This is the 25th. 25th. Okay, so there's been 11. And it wasn't just like, like oh, like this kid plays baseball. It like has to like be like a central, mm-hmm. like, like contributes to the plot. So for basketball, we have Susie Q because like it's pretty central. Mm-hmm. Uh, roller skating is Brink. Rollerblading. Rollerblading. <laughs> Uh, swimming is the 13th year, snowboarding slash skiing, Johnny Tsunami, hockey, genius and H-E double hockey sticks, soccer, up, up, and away, mm-hmm. football, life size, bowling, alley cat strike, surfing, rip girls, and then I also included Johnny Tsunami again because it's like, yeah, not the same. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Soapbox Derby, Miracle, and Lane too. So, 
I will keep updating this list as we go along. Well, we also have just, like, such random sports. Like, I mean, this is, like, a fun story and everything, but, like, I've never met someone who, like, does soapbox derby. Oh, I was gonna say this. I know, only know about soapbox derby because of that one episode of Full House where Michelle does soapbox derby. I don't remember that. It was, like, a later one, uh, whenever she- Michelle became, like, really annoying, and she and Aunt Becky, well, Aunt Becky was like, oh, like, I worked on a farm I know how to do things and they're like we're gonna build this soapbox derby together us girls we're gonna be great and so then like all the guys come out and they're sort of just like kind of like having fun like oh little darling you need help and then Becky starts like playing along like oh I'm gonna break in it like they were kidding but Michelle was like oh this is real I don't want to do this anymore and then so she just quits and Becky's like Michelle what the fuck <laughs> so yeah that's how I knew about soapbox derby how did you rate and rank this? Oh, I forgot. I already yeah, closed my notebook. <laughs> I was like, you're not going to say? So. Um, well, wait. I have a bunch of quotes that I did oh, not okay. say during this movie. Sure. Uh, okay, Marathon Lane 2. Yeah, he narrates, like, the whole movie, basically. Yeah. So there are a lot of quotes. So, okay, this is at the very beginning, whenever Seth scores the winning goal in the soccer game, and Justin is waiting for him to come, like, take him on a victory lap, but then the girlfriend gets there first, and he's like, wait a second, and then he goes... No one ever comes between the beastly rituals of the Yoder men. <laughs> um, and then I had another one. Oh, um, whenever he's, uh, like, asking God, like, why he put, like, put him with Vic, he goes, what's going on? I've defended you numerous times against the chaos theory. <laughs> well, yeah, that was something I was going to mention is, like, I was surprised at how prominently the story is, like, about God and, like, yeah. it's just, like, so open because... But even then, never. it's not even, it's not, like, like force it down your throat. Oh, no, no, no. Of. I'm just saying that, like, Disney would it's, never know. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and then I think this is the last one. Yeah, so whenever um, it's a montage of Dad and Justin building the car without Vic, Justin goes, Building a racer is sort of a cross between the Manhattan Project, the Three Stooges, and the Titanic, which I felt very deep in my soul. <laughs> nice. Okay, so I gave this a 4 out of 5, and I put it at number 6, uh, below Life Size and above HE Double Hockey Sticks. I did not rate this as highly. I liked oh. it, but I don't know. I just... I don't know. I feel like the whole sports movie inspirational story thing has kind of lost its touch on me a little bit. I don't know. Well, I, this ends is mostly because of Frankie Muniz. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also watching it at 3 a.m., so that could have something to do with it. But I gave it 2 out of 5, and I put it at number 20. Uh, Northern Lights is above it, and Up, Up, and Away is below it. All right. So, yeah, that's it. The next movie we have is Stepsister from Planet Weird. Never seen it. I have. Oh, um, I had seen parts of this before, but I don't think that I've ever seen it all the way through, by the way. Oh. Yeah. 